I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bit, a little clip from our Talk Radio show that we thought you'd enjoy. This week we meet author Holly Bourne. She's an ambassador for the Women's Aid Love Respect campaign, and we talk to her about why we so easily mistake the signs of abuse for signs of love what we can do about it, and the new type of feminist hero she wants to see written. Emma and Natalie were away for this show, so it's me, Harriet Minter, with guest hosts Layla Ruas and Amanda Prowse. We are talking about respect and relationships with Holly Bourne, author of How Do You Like Me Now and ambassador for the Love Respect campaign with Women's Aid. Holly, thank you so much for joining us here on Badass Women's Hour. Thank you for having me. Um, One of the things when I was kind of reading about the work you've been doing with Women's Aid that really shocked me was this stat that more than half of teenage girls have experienced some form of relationship abuse, but most of them don't realise it. When we are talking about relationship abuse... What does that cover? What comes mm. under it? Um, I think what Love Respects has tried really hard to do is sort of focus on young people's relationships because I think lots of people uh, assume that abusive relationships are something that only happens to maybe married people or mothers and there's this stereotypical idea that it always involves physical violence as well so there's kind of the idea of covering up your black eye before you go yeah. on the school run but um, what Love Respects is trying to do and because I write young adult novels as well I'm trying to reach teenagers and realise that no, in fact there's an epidemic of abusive relationships <laughs> in young people's love lives and there's also an epidemic of like misinformation about what abuse is because it doesn't always have to be physical violence in fact a lot of young women experience severe emotional abuse in their first relationships and also sexual abuse as well but they just don't realize that's what it is because we have kind of really normalized and romanticized I believe uh, abusive relationships in our stories that we tell people I mean I think that's a really interesting point that you say that we've romanticized abusive behavior can you give us some examples of some of the stuff we think is just delightful and actually when you look at it it's a bit weird i mean i do ruin a lot of people's favorite romantic films <laughs> um, which is like because i am a real romantic person myself i think there's nothing more wonderful than love and we're wide to attach to each other like falling in love is the best thing in the world falling in love for the first time is so amazing and in a healthy relationship that can be a hugely transformative part of your life so i'm not anti-love however some of the stories that you see is particularly 
particularly stories are very popular um, on Netflix um, or popular teen books, things like Twilight and stuff, I believe are abusive relationships. So, I mean, Edward Cullen, for example, is like a textbook abuser. He stalks Bella um, throughout the books. He like gets into her house and watches her sleep. Um, mm. She actually ends up dying as a result of that relationship. I mean, yes, she becomes a vampire, uh, but you know, she's still dead. Mm. Uh, and, you know, she gets isolated, loses all her family and friends. Um, even like the notebook starts with, I know, your face, sorry. Oh, not you know, that start opens with Ryan Gosling threatening to kill himself in order to get a date. Mm. Um, you know, he's hanging from a ferris wheel going, go out with me. She says no, she's on a date with somebody else. And rather than go, I respect your decision, he's like, I'm going to try to kill myself unless you go on a date with me. And what these, and this is even like the kind of creepy guy in love actually with the signs. These behaviours are always rewarded. I know it's creepy, but when I watched that film, I've never seen it as creepy, but it is. I know. Holly's taking the magic from my eyes, and now I'm fearful. Look, we were brought up with thorn birds. Come on. My favourite ever book. Unrequited last Ralph Abrakasar. He was a priest. Yeah, don't go there. So there we go. That's a whole other programme. The problem is stories are massively powerful, and you know, they're how we make sense of our own lives. And romance is a wonderful thing to sit down and watch. But what I worry about is these stories mean that we internalize problematic messages. And then, as we say, we get this thing where one in three young women say that they've been in an abusive relationship. And actually, when you question those other two thirds, you're like, oh, abuse. No, that's mm -hmm. never happened to me. When you actually start going, have you experienced this? Have you experienced that? They're like, oh, yeah, I have. So there's lots of young women who don't even realize they've been in abusive relationships. Can I ask you a question? Do you think, Holly, that partly it's because because they have these, and I'm not trying in any way to be superficial, these very good-looking men that women sort of, or certainly these girls, are the message, well, well, it's okay, because he was so wonderful in every other way and so sexy and good-looking that actually we almost don't see it. Mm. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It so I go into schools a lot to sort of um, talk to my readers and teenagers about, you know, healthy relationships. And and one of the things I play is the worm tail test. So I get worm tail from Harry Potter, which are all like, Ugh! and I'm like, imagine if he was at the end of your bed when you woke up in the middle of night, going, <laughs> I like watching you sleep. You'd be like, oh my lord. And there's like, there's always these good-looking men with cheekbones that you mm. think would give you wonderful children. And um, <laughs> you know, they're like with six packs. And I think that can dazzle and distract. But I think actually the more worrying thing is that these in romances this abusive behavior is actually always rewarded they yeah. they fall madly in love and they end up happily ever after whereas actually especially emotionally abuse like being stalked being saying you can't leave me i will kill myself unless you break up with me like that actually traumatizes you and yeah. means that you need usually a lot of therapy and recovery so you don't that I think is more of a problem is that these behaviours are romantically rewarded whereas in real life the fallout of being in an abusive relationship can be life lasting. Why do you think we are so attracted to this kind of narrative? Because it, I, I absolutely hear everything you're saying and yet I know when I read those books that I fall in love with those characters mm. as well and I mm. fall in love with the story and I root for them. Maybe less so now that I'm a bit older and about a bit Wiser. therapy. <laughs> um, but there's, there is always a part of me. Is that human nature or is that what we have been brought up with? 
I mean, I could be here until midnight. Like, I'm picking that. Um, I think what Love Respect, the kind of um, website that Women's Aid kind of helps you educate young people um, about, kind of helps you realise that sometimes actually abusive relationships initially are really amazing. Yeah. And um, in my latest book, The Places I Cried in Public, which is all about a teenage girl trying to make sense of a really bad breakup, this guy initially is Mr. Film Star. And this is a known abuse tactic. Like, abuse is actually initially it's called love bombing. They are the perfect guy mm. and you do feel that you're in the movies and it's just wonderful and it's an uncomfortable thing to say that abusive relationships initially are wonderful but it's actually a and tactics to get you in thinking oh my god this is the most amazing thing ever but then when they start removing that amazing and start criticizing you or stopping you from seeing your friends or go in a mood and do not talk to you for two days and you're walking on eggshells and you don't know what you've done wrong and how to get it back you're constantly chasing that high from the beginning i kind of like to tell young people like go for the slow burn <laughs> honestly the slow burn you know like it's a stew that should the flavor should be getting deeper and deeper rather than in these grand romantic gestures again which you see in the movies all the time if you don't know this person, you can't be saying you're the love of my life, you're my son, like you don't know them. And it, because we've been so trained of the stories that we've grown up with, to think that's romantic, I think so many of us fall foul. But abusers are very charming and very yeah. charismatic yeah, and anyone can fall victim. I, as a mother, I find it really scary. But mm. what, you know, as, as just as a mother, a sister, friend, how do you recognise somebody, you know, a young... 15 year old 16 year old is being in is, is in an abusive relationship how how would i even recognize especially when it's so it's kind of veiled almost yeah and lots of the time the you know the victim will cover for the abuser yeah uh, and also lots of the time because of nature especially in emotional abuse kind of erodes your sense of self you can start having mental health problems because you're being abused but therefore that makes you quite an unreliable narrator so you're kind of like oh but they're crazy and they're this and that and it's like no they're just traumatized um so there are some warning signs that you can look for and um that's why women's aid made love respect to educate not only young people but people who want to know about what to look for and so you can go on to the website and do a test or if you're worried about a friend or a family member it kind of gives you things to look out for but it tends to be they kind of start isolating themselves from their friends and family um, they seem quite scared and um, just not themselves um, they maybe start like apologizing all the time they just don't have any time for anything apart from the relationship they're just quite consumed and they just sort of it, I kind of say it's like coastal erosion slowly the person that you know since falling in love with this person is sort of just being eroded away and they're kind of getting kind of more dulled down mm. but it's very subtle and that's why it's at such epidemic it's scary, levels because you're looking for the black eye even things like social media i mean I, yeah. you, you don't you can sort of be abused by not even when you haven't even met them i mean it's even through social media things like snapchat where these young girls are talking to strangers i imagine it happens a lot online too yeah social media i don't think makes uh, abusive relationships any better mm. this ability now to be able to know where your partner is at any given time and you know with gps tracking has been you know can be hugely um misused in an abusive relationship where you, you can't they're like i know where you're not where you say you are and so it can make it worse most technology can be amazing because then it can deliver services like love respect which you know which can help people out these things but it can also be used for bad as well mm. one of the things i really remember from growing up in the age of msn messenger um is actually almost forming relationships with people i didn't know who they were yeah. mm. they were just on the other end of 
what was then the beginnings of social media and now you have and that was it you were in a relationship yeah never met you're in a relationship and that for me i think is really scary because frightening social media now allows us to create lives and personas that we put out there and it's carefully curated and you give an example of yourself and you're falling in love with a curated life mm. not even with the real person uh, we are going to keep talking to holly about this this is the Badass Women's Hour podcast. You can get in touch on all the socials on at Badass Women's Hour. Now, let's get back to our guest. We are talking to Holly Bourne, author of How Do You Like Me Now, an ambassador for the Love Respect campaign with Women's Aid, all about how we talk to young people about their relationships and potentially abuse within it. One of the things I want to talk about, we've talked a lot about kind of girls experiencing abusive relationships. And I guess what we, well, the language we use when we talk about that is we say you have been the victim of an abusive relationship. But I wonder, Holly, if, if you know, the boys on the other side of this relationship, not always boys, sometimes girls and girls, but some, you know, the boys on the other side of this relationship, do they know what they are doing? Are they also just acting out the tropes they see? Oh, again, I could be here. I mean, that unpicking that, like, why do abusers abuse, particularly, you know, why do male abusers uh, abuse men? Because it is, there is a very gendered element mm. to it. Um, I think a lot of it comes from, you know, patriarchy and male entitlement and feeling ownership of women. Um, and, you know, want it, it's usually, I think, abuse comes from you want to control this person and you just get these huge overwhelming feelings that you can't soothe yourself and so you put it on to the other person and mm -hmm. to try and suit, calm yourself down um i it's up to debate whether or not abusers always know what they're doing but the impact of their behavior is just so traumatizing to the victim that it's sort of, yeah. to some degree I'm a bit like I don't know if they do know if they're doing yeah. it or not but if you consider the huge epidemic of you know domestic mm -hmm. abuse in this country um lots of boys grew up in abusive households mm -hmm. yeah. and that's all they knew um and what, that doesn't always mean that they make them an abuser, but as I said, if we've got you know, over a third of young people yeah. currently going, well, I definitely was, and over a third of the two thirds going, oh, I didn't even realise I was, yeah. you know, where does that trace back? Where is that all coming from? And I do believe it's because we just do not know what a healthy relationship looks like. Yeah. And we need to educate young people and old people. It's never too late to learn what healthy love looks like, to be like, this is what it Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Should be like this is how it should feel, and this is what you should be put up with, and this is what you absolutely cannot put up with because it will r- ruin you. I'm still it, learning. It sounds actually like women and, and older women would also benefit from reading your book, not only if they're mothers or their parents, but also to maybe understand how they've arrived where they are, Holly. Uh, it's, it's funny that you say that because since the places I've cried in public came out, I get more messages from older women, whatever that means, like, I mean, like, 20 up, uh, you know, kind of going, I wish I'd read this book when I was younger. I have got women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s who have finally been able to make sense of their lives from reading a book aimed at teenagers. Mm -hmm. And what I love about writing for teenagers is because when they're reading the places I've cried in public, before they fall in love for the first time, I'm just getting messages from them. The abuser in this book's called... He... uh, Yes, I'm (laughs) some language there. Sorry. (laughs) But don't go out with him. Yes. Yeah, and they're just... They've read the book and they're like right won't do that on with my day and you've just potentially stopped something happening where i've got these older women going oh if only i had known if only i had words to what i was experiencing all those years ago but i'm still struggling to make sense with Hmm. andy you've got sons do you did you have to ever have a conversation with them about actually this is how you treat women or what you're doing now feels like feels good for you but probably doesn't feel great for them it was really interesting actually so i wrote a book in 2012 called what have i done about um, an abusive relationship a domestic uh, situation where from the outside looking in the woman has everything um it was my second book and it went absolutely nuts really it's the book that my, was my breakthrough novel um and again what you're saying holly the reaction from people were like oh my gosh this is my story and it was the first time i think we'd really written about things like control emotional control it wasn't always a physical abuse it was financial control it was coercion it was all those kind of things which now of course are illegal but at the time when i wrote the book it wasn't and i was writing it and talking very openly to my sons about what i was writing and i am amazed now i mean they're in their 20s obviously they're grown men and they're you know they have relationships themselves and and they are very very aware and they always have been and i can remember we were talking at home around the dinner table about a situation where um a man had tapped the bum of a woman walking past the table they were drunk these these men were drunk and i was reading out of a magazine and both my boys went that is not okay that is absolutely not and i thought I was really quite overwhelmed. I was delighted that was their reaction, but they were really aware. And even something like a microaggression, a microcontrol, or a microabuse, as you would see it, they were absolutely hot on it. And I think they are much more educated. I think there was that generation where it's been in their language and it's been in their understanding a lot more. And I'm, yeah, glad of it. We actually have a caller on the line, Ben. Ben, you're saying um, you were actually violent to your partner 15 years ago. Yes. Hi, you're all right. Hi, thanks. Thanks so much for calling us. What I guess for us, what triggered that, and what changed since? Um, I was young. Uh, I was twenty, twenty-one at the time, uh, and I went. We went through some difficult times, and we had a child. And uh, and what had happened? We had the kid, and eventually I went through the court system, and I was put through a. Uh, 
domestic violence programme, which was hard for a young person to go through. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I went through that. And at the time, I, I'm not really sure. As a young person, I was quite an angry, or I was quite a paranoid person. But from uh, from the course that I went on, mm. I, uh, I, I I definitely learned learned ways of life and how to handle. Uh, paranoia or how to handle yourself I think yeah and I just wanted to come on and say that 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 helped me from from that time ago and from now this uh is you know it's a different way of doing things yeah and um, thank you so much for sharing that with us I it was very brave what would you say to, I, I wanted to share that to, with people yeah, yeah yeah what would you say to a, maybe a young man who has been violent towards his partner or feels like maybe he's recognizing some of his behavior in the stuff holly's talking to now what would you advise him i think it'd take a lot for someone to recognize it themselves you have to mm. take a, lot, a step back and it is it's all about what you're doing in your life as well and i, and I see that now and i had a child with the uh the lady that, that mm -hmm. the, the victim and we the daughter's 11 and we have a complete a, a very good relationship with the child now with with each other and we have relationships separate and yeah. uh, and i can tell you that is just from the course that i went on which is and i tell you now that was great for me and it was hard at the time and i did it how long was the course <sighs> it seemed like a long time <laughs> uh uh, it was definitely a, a good eight to ten months, maybe twelve, okay. but it was maybe a bit longer. Yeah. So yeah. And um, it has it made you uh, see your relationship with your daughter any differently? Yeah, uh, we've always had a good yeah, and well, yeah, yeah, just I think obviously I can control any anger or anything. Mm. Like that. I'm obviously an older person, but yeah. yeah. My daughter's great. And she's she's never had a bad parent even. She's in high school now. Yeah. And can I ask you? Uh, this is a personal question, but um, when you were growing up, was there violence in your household? Um, I was. I've, my mum and dad split when I was five, I think. Mm -hmm. So there was never any violence within yeah. me and my mum and together i saw my dad every weekend which is why i had so, so much respect for being a single parent for myself and the, yeah you know, that's why my daughter's got me to do that yeah and mm. i think it takes a lot of courage to be able to talk about the stuff that we have and i can hear it in your voice some level still of shame or regret around and yeah yeah but i want to share it definitely because mm. I'm passionate that, yeah, about that, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing it. And I'm so pleased that you found something that could help you and that has changed your life, but also the life of your former partner and your daughter, I think. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I think then calling in will change the lives of men listening. I think mm -hmm. it's incredible. Ben, thank you, you very you much. Thank you. Thank you. Holly, I just so touched listening to Ben there because I think we can really often get into a place as 
women talking about men in the 21st century where we are like, they've done this wrong and they've done this wrong and they've done this wrong. And we don't talk about the ability for change or the ability to adapt behaviours or to say, actually, I recognise that that was wrong and I want to do something differently. How can we start talking to young men about this? How do we have those conversations thinking like Mandy with sons or Hayla with you know, your daughter's friends and the boys that she brings home? How do we start saying, hang on, have you noticed what you're doing here? Hang on, this is that's a bit strange, isn't it? Stop holding up the signs outside somebody's house. And <laughs> yeah. um, well, I do think that sex and relationship education, you know, it's it's going to become on the curriculum. And I was speaking at the sex um, education forum uh, just before Christmas, kind of talking to educators about how you can use fiction in the classroom to help start these discussions with both young women and young men about what a healthy relationship looks like and what a healthy relationship doesn't look like because healthy relationships underpin every other aspect of anyone's life your ability to have and maintain healthy relationships impacts your employability your mental health your friendships your physical health you know to be able to love happily and healthily and safely is paramount and we're not taught until now thankfully you know the curriculum is changing about how to do that and it doesn't have to be finger waggy so even though i was talking about abuse and rape all the way through the sex education program we're all laughing you can take these serious matters and kind of point at the ridiculous as long as you can create a place that's safe and people feel like Ben could to, to talk without shame and stigma considering it is in so many people's lives if it, if you haven't been touched by abuse yourself anyone in your immediate circle will have done yeah. it's everywhere we need to start stop pretending it's not there and start naming it and talking about it and that will kind of get rid of the misinformation get rid of the stigma get rid of the shame and i do believe as i said sort of fiction um, is an amazing way to educate because it's very safe you can put the book down if it upsets you and go okay i'm just going to have a breather it's usually powerful learning through story is so powerful but i think we need to change the stories that we tell and not have creepy guys hanging outside your house <laughs> and kind of be like you know what's really romantic like waiting until you both feel really safe and ready before you have sex like that's true romance or like loving someone for exactly who they are rather than just little bits of them like they're a pick and mix selection <laughs> i think that is a really interesting point which is we have such a uh, such an ingrained belief around what romance looks like. How can we start creating heroes and heroines that are doing things differently? If you were to imbue your hero with three great character traits of a man who is good at relationships, what would they be? Kindness. Um empathy because i think it's really hard in heterosexual relationships for men to truly understand what it means to be a woman yeah and you know i kind of believe to some degree you're in an oppressed group and you have to deal with a lot of stuff just for the moment you leave your house and don't quite understand and so ability to kind of listen to that and try and understand it even though you never truly will that is you know it's an amazing thing um just patience you know, love is a complicated thing. Every human being is flawed. That doesn't mean it's okay to be abusive to each other. But, you know, patience, accepting someone for all aspects of who they are, not just falling in love with somebody at the beginning, going, you're perfect. And then when they start being a little bit of this or a little bit of that, going, oh, why are you like this? That's yeah. not so great. Can't you go back to, you know, it's just yeah. seeing people's like, you know, you get to the point now where you can pick 
like pick and mix your own quality fruit in <laughs> and only get like the green triangles. <laughs> yeah, it's really expensive. And then the lead up to Christmas, it's like build your own chin of quality streets. And I'm like, okay, with quality streets, it's all right, but not with a romantic partner. You've got to like embrace the whole tin, even a sticky toffee that everyone needs to the end. Like, if you're going to fall in love with someone, Holly. fall fully toffee in love. Penny is my favourite. <laughs> oh, oh, my quality tin partner. partner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I love it. Holly, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. If people want to find out more about Love Respect, where can they find it? Just go on the Love Respect website and anything that you can do to donate um, to Women's Aid. They, they always need money. They want to make this, educate as many people as possible, take it into universities, try and start a live chat service so that young people can actually, you know, message online because lots of young people struggle with the phone. Like any money fundraiser you can do as well would be much appreciated. It really would. We do not have enough funding for amazing organisations like Women's Aid. They need the help. Please do it. Holly, thank you so much. Honeybourne, uh, author of How Do You Like Me Now and new one. The Places I've Cried in the Public. The Places I've Cried in Public. Out now, please. Go find them. They're brilliant. You'll love them. You've been listening to Badass Women's Hour. If you like the show, then help more people find us. You can tag us or talk to us on social media using at Badass Women's Hour. Or you can be really lovely and leave us a review and a rating. Five stars, please. It helps boost us up the podcast rankings and allows other people to find us. We'll be back next week with more Badass guests and in-depth chat. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.